on and off. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is the Me and Mini Me podcast. I'm here today, and who else is with me? Mini Me! Yeah, there she is. And Mini Me, what's your name? Fiona. Fiona. This podcast is going to be about whatever we really want to talk about, isn't it? So, what kind of things do you think we'll talk about on this podcast? About a lot. Like some movies we like? Yeah, maybe food. Food. We could talk about food. Um, I could see us talking about books. Mm, Maybe. Yum, yum. Books are yum, yum. (laughs) I meant the food. Uh, We could have books which are yum, yum for your brain. And maybe music, TV shows, or just things that we're doing, right? Uh Uh-huh. What are we going to talk about today? Willy Wonka. That's right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Chocolate Factory. Yeah, (laughs) Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's a movie that you just saw the other day, right? Yeah. I think you saw it when you were little, though, didn't you? Yes, I remember Willy Wonka. And probably some of the kids, too. We read the book together, and you really liked it, right? Yeah. I think we finished. Especially She's a Bad Nut. (laughs) She's a Bad Nut. What? She's a bad nut. Oh, bad nut. The bad nut. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that part. Yeah. Um, but we you really like the book. I think we finished it in about a week uh, for bedtime stories, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you liked it so much that I said, well, let's watch the movie. And I said, do you want to watch the old movie that has music or the new one? And which one did you pick? Old. Yeah. Why'd you pick the old one? I wanted to hear some new words. Some new words. Oh, you mean the the changes that they made in the movie between the different or the difference between the book and the movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. The new one has differences too, and maybe we'll watch that one and we can talk about all the differences. Overall, how did you like the book? How would you describe it? Incredible. Oh, what's incredible? Be specific. Um, like the chocolate. All of the things that happen, especially turning in chocolate from TV in chocolate. Oh, yep, and we'll talk about that for sure. Let's start our discussion about the movie, shall we? Yep. The movie opens, and there's a whole bunch of kids getting out of school, right? Yep. Where are they going? They're going home. But before they go home, they go to... The candy shop. Mm-hmm. Is that somewhere you would go if we had a candy shop by us? I would say, how about eating some healthy food? <laughs> and if I ate a lot of sugar today, I would say, no, I shouldn't do gooder. That's because you are a, a better child than I was. If it was me, I would have ran to that candy store almost every day and bought what I could. I like candy. But you you make smart choices. But there's a whole bunch of kids, and they sing the Candyman song, right? Yeah. The Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> yep, the Candyman can. <laughs> That's the one. And he's just giving... I, I thought it was very strange that he was just giving out candy to everyone. Yeah. 
he's just giving out candy. Yeah, and then I would kept thinking, those kids haven't washed their hands. <laughs> Do you think they did after school? You got to say no or yes because people can't hear you shaking your head. No. <laughs> he's giving away all this candy and who was sitting outside the window looking sad? Charlie Bucket. Charlie Bucket. Why wasn't he in the store? Because he didn't have any money. How do you know he doesn't have money? He's poor. Well, how do you know he's poor? Book. <laughs> that would right. The book says he is. Tell that Charlie is poor in the movie. What do they show? They show um, him getting a job. Yep, he has a job. And is he working to buy stuff for himself? What no. did he No, what did he buy? He buys bread for his family. Bread, and what did they call the bread and cabbage soup dinner? A feast. A feast. That is a feast to them. That's something that shows you they're not very they're not rich at all. Another thing is where are they living? In an old cottage. An old cottage and is it big? No. How not do you know? Why, how do you say that? Why do you think it's not big? Because the movie shows it. Right. The movie shows it's not big, but what else is something about the grandparents that shows it's not very big? They only have one bed. And how many grandparents are in that one bed? Four. Four. That is insane. And the bed, not very big. Could you imagine four adults sleeping in a bed? No at all. <laughs> What's peculiar or what is noticeable about the four grandparents? What do they say about them? They're very, 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 very old. <laughs> yeah, they, they are old. I think in the book, do you remember how old they said that Grandpa Joe was in the book? 96. No. Ninety-six years old, and how long have they been sitting in that bed? Twenty years. Mm-hmm. Twenty years. Twenty years. Four elderly people in a bed, eating nothing but cabbage soup and bread as a feast. So you know that Charlie is what poor. Yep. That that's that's a good sign that he doesn't make a lot of money. He bought the bread though, and shared it with everyone. What does that say about Charlie? He's nice. He's yeah. kind. Generous. He cares a lot about his family, I think. Yeah, because his family doesn't have money, so he gives things away. Like, on his birthday, he wanted to give away the chocolate. Yeah, that's right. He got a chocolate treat for his birthday. I don't remember the name of it, do you? Willy Wonka Scrumps is Delight. Something like that. Yeah, it was something silly, but I think it was a marshmallow treat, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it looked really good. I wanted to eat it. Me too. <laughs> we meet the family, and then we also see Charlie walk by what big building? Billy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at it, and who comes over and approaches Charlie? A big adult selling knives and, yeah. and just says no one comes in and no one comes out <laughs> yeah and he's got a cart full of 
butcher knives and, and things. swords. Yeah, and he's coming up to this child and being creepy as all get out. I was I thought that was a very strange thing to put in the movie. But how did that part make you feel? Like what the? Yeah, a little creeped out too. I think. I was not creeped out. I was like, what the what? <laughs> I, I was a little creeped out. They had like the menacing music and everything. And I was like, why is this man approaching a child? He's got knives all over his cart. It was a different time, I think. Uh, yep. Up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen, we dare not go a-hunting for fear of little men. You see... Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out. So we know a little bit about Willy Wonka's factory. And I think the news soon gets out in the middle of class, remember? In the middle of class. Yeah, and what news breaks out? Willy Wonka is letting five children enter his factory, but they have to find five golden tickets, and the first one to find it on the news was Augustus Gloop. That's right. Um, can you tell everyone what happens when you win the golden ticket? There are two things that happen. Do you remember what they are? They, you get to go inside Willy Wonka's factory, mm-hmm. get a tour, and then you get a whole a bunch of chocolate for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's called a lifetime supply. Sometimes contests do that. And I think a lifetime supply of chocolate, especially for Charlie and how hungry everyone is. What do you think about that? He wanted to get it. Yeah, he thinks it would be really special. He's not convinced he's going to get it, though, because how much chocolate does he get a year? One. One, and only on... His birthday. Mm. He's hopeful, and he thinks maybe it could be me, but I think his grandparents and his mama are telling him, don't get your hopes up, except for who? Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. I think he's what's known as an idealist. He always sees the bright side of things. Me too. Yeah, but like you said, the tickets are out in candy bars all over the world, and Augustus Gloop wins the first one. So he is the first child that we meet besides Charlie. And I want to hear your thoughts about Augustus Gloop. Selfish. Right, right. Do you know what country Augustus is from? This is kind of a hard question. Remember, you have to no. lie. <laughs> People can't see you shaking your head. No, um, he's from Germany. Germany. Yeah, and you know, he's, they, I think they say he's from Germany in the movie, but he has that accent where he goes, oh, it is very good, yeah. <laughs> and that's just something every country has a, their own accent. We have accents. Did you know that? What the? Yeah, to other countries. We have an American accent. What's his? Just mind? how we talk. Yeah. Yeah. So Augustus, he wins the ticket, but he doesn't seem very interested. Like, he only cares about the plate in front of him, right? Yeah. Yeah, When what does that tell you about how much he cares about the golden ticket? Zero. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to want it, but he got it anyway, right? Yeah. Because he ate what? A Wonka. Uh, a candy bar. Lots of Wonka candy bars. That's right. Toward the end, when the newspaper or 
I can tell that he has a love for candy. Definitely. Everyone um, has a love for candy. <laughs> and then at the end, when the TV station is kind of finishing up interviewing him, what happens? Do you remember? Someone approaches him. And whispers something to him. Yeah, and at this point, we don't know who that is. I remember you were asking me, like, Dad, who is that? And I'm like, just watch the movie, right? So after Augustus, we kind of come back, and I think we hear more about Charlie and his family. I think his mama sings a song. I don't remember how it goes, though. I think though. that's when and there's only one ticket left. Oh, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the second child we meet, who is that? Veruca Salt. And I want to hear your thoughts about Miss Salt. Very, 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 very greedy. Yeah, why do you th- why do you say that? Because in the movie, she says, in the see how she got it was, her father is very rich and hired a bunch of ladies. He's to keep ripping and ripping and ripping and ripping candy bars until they found on the golden a golden ticket, and it was like she was the boss. Yeah, because she kept saying, I want a golden ticket, and I want it now. Right. And the workers that were pulling apart these candy bars, Fiona, they weren't just any workers. They were workers at her dad's peanut factory. He stopped his own production factory from doing peanuts, which is his business, right? Mm-hmm. And he made them open candy bars just so Veruca could get what she wanted. You'll see he w- why that is happening in um a song in the movie. Yeah. And at the end, does Veruca also have some guy whispering in her ear? Yes. Yep, same guy. He's got glasses and then kind of a scar. I think it's on his left cheek, right? Yeah. Like- yeah. So after we meet Veruca Salt and her parents, we go back to Charlie and Grandpa Joe shows him what? Yeah, Grandpa Joe was saving one that he got. Now, I don't know how he got it because he can't walk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a little bit strange, but maybe Grandpa Joe was so enamored by the scent of chocolate he floated in the air like a cartoon character. <laughs> what the? <laughs> or maybe it was when he could walk, he, he took a candy bar. Oh. Well, that was 20 years ago. There weren't any golden tickets. And that would have... Well, he Would, could, wait a minute, wait a minute. Would you eat twenty-year-old chocolate? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I'll not eat me. any kind of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Okay, now let's talk about the third golden ticket winner. Violet Beauregard. Yeah, Violet Beauregard. She is being interviewed at her dad's workplace. Do you remember what her dad does? Sells cars that Sell, they use. Yeah. Used cars, and you probably don't know this because you're how old? Seven. A lot of times, used car salesmen are shown in movies, books, TV shows to be really slimy and dishonest and kind of evil in a way. So knowing that her dad is a used car salesman, what do you think that says about Violet? She's kind of like him. Yeah, she probably learns her manners from him, right? Mm-hmm. And how would you describe her manners? Very, 
I don't care. Let's just do it. Yeah, she interrupts her parents a lot. And then she tells them, I think she tells her dad to shut up, doesn't she? Be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she doesn't say shut up, but she tells, she's, she has a few times she tells her parents to be quiet, right? Yeah. And she just wants the cameras on her all the time. Why do you think that is? She likes to be in those movies. Yeah, th- sometimes that's known as being the center of attention. What do you think that means? I remember that. It just, it means center of attention means you're right in the middle of everyone looking at you. And you want everyone to know who you are and what you're saying. Which is okay. Like, if you're in a play or you're singing. But she is just rude to everyone else around her. Yeah. All of those kids, free kids, have have the same things. Yeah. Um, And what is kind of unique about Violet? She's usually a gum chewer, but bought a candy bar and then and ate it. Then, then got the golden ticket, but then and went right back to gum chewing. And she has a particular piece of gum that she's chewing on. Do you remember what's unique? She puts the gum behind her ear. And why does she put the gum behind her ear? So she saves it for later. Because she's been chewing on that piece of gum... For a month. Three months. Blah. Would you chew gum for three months? You said you'll eat 20-year-old chocolate. Would yes. you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. But also, oh, in the book, they say hey, that she puts, whenever they're on an elevator, she puts her gum on the elevator button. And isn't that rude? I think that happened in the book. So that's a difference. They didn't mention that in the movie, did they? Yeah, but that's Yeah, putting gum on mean. an elevator button, because how would you feel if you had to push an elevator button, and then instead of getting the button, you got a wad of gum? I'd say. You would eat it? Oh, jeez, <laughs> you're the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I would feel disgusted. I'd feel like I need to wash my hands right away, because you don't know who's been chewing on that. I would only do it if it was the end of COVID. <laughs> I wouldn't do it still. You can still get other germs. Yeah, you. Um, All right, so we got three golden tickets found. The fourth one to find the golden ticket is... Mike TV. And how would you describe Mike TV? I just want to pay attention to TV. Yeah, he only seems to care about TV, which is strange. Yes. And he got... And he likes it because he likes this particular show just because people are killing each other, which is weird. Yeah, he likes, um, they're called westerns, and they're shows that... Cowboys. Yeah, cowboys, lots of shooting, lots of killing. This movie, I think it was made... He should go, oh, if if Grandpa, he'll make Grandpa, (laughs) Grandpa... Grampy likes westerns too, I know. This movie, uh, though, it was filmed and released in the year 1971, and this was before video games. So do you think nowadays Mike TV would be playing video games instead of watching westerns? No, you think just TV? I know why you think that. Because he really, really, really likes TV. And what's his last name? TV. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled different. It's spelled T-E-A-V-E-E instead of just T and V, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole time the reporters are trying to ask him questions, what is he saying? Oh, shut up. 
Yeah, and he's telling him to shut up and he's saying, get out of the way, I'm trying to watch this. And his mom just talking about TV dinners and he's never eaten at the table. We don't always eat at the table, but we do a lot as a family. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's nice to have conversation sometimes. But it's still weird that he just watched TV. He probably, he doesn't even eat. He just stares at the scream. You're probably right. All right, so that was the fourth golden ticket found. (coughs) Soon after, we discover a fifth golden ticket has also been found in Venezuela. Then Charlie gets kind of sad. Yeah, his parent, or his mama and his grandparents are talking about it. And they say, we can't tell Charlie right now, but what did we find out? He already knew. Yeah, because he was still awake in his bed. And then in such a tiny house, he doesn't have his own room. The next day, Charlie is in class, and his math teacher, who is a terrible teacher, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, what does he ask all the kids? How many Iwanka cannon bars did you open to get a golden ticket? Yeah, and how many were kids opening? To 100. Yeah, I think one kid says 100, another kid says... 150. Yep. And then he asks Charlie, he says it's two, but the math teachers heard 200, but then he said, oh, just two. And then math teacher says, I can't compulate two, I'll just do 200. Yeah, because they were learning about percentages, and they were saying if you ate two out of a thousand... <laughs> What percentage is that? And his math teacher couldn't figure that out on his own. That <laughs> He shouldn't be teaching math then. He should be in school. <laughs> but he should read some bu- math books. He sh- yeah, he should maybe go back, yeah, go back to school and learn how to be a proper math teacher. Because he's kind of rude too. Yeah. You, Peter Goff, how many did you open? 150. That's 10% half over again, which makes 15%. Charlie Bucket, how many did you open? Two. That's easy. 200 is twice 100. Not 200, just two. Two? What do you mean you only opened two? I don't care very much for chocolate. Well, I can't figure out just two. But after school, Charlie's walking home, and what does he find? He finds out that the fifth golden ticket was a fake. Oh, I don't know if he found that out. He but fa- what? Because what did he find on the ground? He found a, a quarter and he bought uh, some candy. And then he said, I do one more candy for my grandpa. <laughs> That's right. You got a Wonka bar. And when he left the store, what were the newspaper or what were the people around the newspaper talking about? It was that the fifth golden ticket was a fraud. And what does fraud mean? Fraud means it's not real. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he finds that out, tell me what happens next. He rips the Wonka bar and then he finds the fifth golden ticket. Mm-hmm. And the newspaper owner sends him home right away. He comes home, tells his... Mom and grandparents about it. I don't think they believe him at first, do they? No. Yeah, because they hadn't heard the news yet. But then they see it, and he needs to bring someone. His mama can't go. Who decides to go with him? Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe, exactly. But Grandpa Joe hasn't walked in 20 years. So I want you to say describe the scene that happens. <laughs> Clumsy. Grandpa Joe gets up, 
and then he falls. <laughs> yeah, he falls a few times, and he's trying to stand, and he's stumbling. Then he says, give me cocaine. Yep, and the whole time he's singing a song, isn't he? Yep. He's singing, I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. But that's a pretty pop famous song now from that movie. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. And so Grandpa Joe is going to go with Charlie. And when is the factory tour? Tomorrow. Yep, the very next day. So they get up there bright and early, huge crowd there. All the kids are waiting outside. And who comes out the factory? Mr. Willy Wonka. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And when he comes out, how does he look? Very tired. Mm -hmm. What happens? He, he pretends to fall over, but he does. It's kind of like a flip. Yeah, it's called a somersault. Somersault. And then he has his cane. Yeah, and it takes him like 20 seconds to slowly walk on his cane toward them before he does the somersault. I remember when I saw this movie as a kid, I was like, oh, who's this old man who's running the factory? But he was just playing jokes. Why would Willie want to play a joke like that? He's funny. Yeah, he's kind of like a kid. And we find out why later, don't we? Yeah. So they all go in the factory, and he makes all the kids sign a contract. I'm curious, because I didn't explain what that was to you when we watched it. Did you know what all that meant? Mm -mm. (laughs) Okay. So he's making the kids sign something. Basically, if they get injured or lost, that he's not at fault, and he can't get in trouble for it. But this contract, it started out with words, and then as he read from it top to bottom, the words got smaller and then disappeared altogether, which is kind of silly and a little bit uh, suspicious, but I think he does it because he likes to play tricks on people, right? hmm Yeah. All the kids sign because all the kids want to go in the factory. Yep. What is the first place that they go to? They go to where all of his dreams come true. Close your eyes, make a wish, count to three, and then your wish comes true. <laughs> yep. And everybody, he kept eating candy. It was like a candy land. Yeah, I think he called it the, oh gosh, I can't quite remember. It's like the main chocolate factory, right? Um, the testing room, I think. No, it's the main chocolate <clears throat> factory with the chocolate waterfall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And why is the waterfall special? Because it's making its chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, it's making it frothy, and he says it's the only factory that uses a waterfall. And who especially likes that waterfall? Augustus Gloom. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? He's drinking the waterfall, and he has a cold. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does. <laughs> You're right. Not only that, but he's touching it. And with Willy Wonka's saying what? Don't do it. Yeah, my Look. my chocolate can't be touched by human hands. And eventually he gets sucked into it. Well, he a falls t- in first. And then gets sucked into a tube. And he gets stuck in it for a little while. But then all the force of the water coming up, what happens? He suits like a bullet. Yep, that's what they say. Shoots like a bullet. And he goes into, I think it's the processing room. And his mom's freaking out a little bit. No, it's the fudge room. The fudge room, okay. But his mom say, he's going to be turned into marshmallows. And Mr. Willy Wonka, no, he's going to 
He's not going to be turned into marshmallows. That pipe doesn't lead to the marshmallow room. <laughs> it leads to the fudge room. And then Mrs. Gloop says, Then he's going to be turned into fudge. He's done. He'll be made into marshmallows in five seconds. Impossible, my dear lady. That's absurd. Unthinkable. Why? Because that pipe doesn't go to the marshmallow room. It goes to the fudge room. Then, yeah. before that even happened, they met the Oompa Loop. Mm-hmm. And what happens after Augustus gets sucked up? A new Palupa takes Augustus Gloop's mom to the fudge room. Yeah, and what do the Oompa-Loompas do? They sing. Mm-hmm. They sing a little bit of a song. And then they're off. Mr. Wonk calls over a boat, and they all board. And then Henveruka Salt says, I want a boat like this. <laughs> yep. To her and dad. Now, I'm also curious. This boat scene where they're traveling on the boat and suddenly it gets dark and the music gets a little bit creepy <laughs> and there's a lot of images are appearing. I'm curious, how did you feel about all that? I felt like, oh, that's that, that's that. I wasn't scared at all. Oh, you weren't? Oh, that scene. I was just like, like weirded out. I was yeah. like, what the? Yeah, that scene creeped me out as a kid because um, it's showing like, the music's weird. The colors are weird. Willy Wonka is saying a creepy poem <laughs> the whole way there. Sing it, sing it, sing it. I don't remember it. <laughs> Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing! And they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. But as they're going along, you're seeing pictures of like a centipede crawling across the guy's face up close. Eventually it ends and they wind up at, do you remember where? The testing room. And then Veruca says, I don't want on the boat like that <laughs> because yeah. it's too crazy. Yeah, they all got scared. Charlie and Grandpa Joe, I think, they thought it was fun, fun. somewhat. Funny and fun. But they wind up in this testing room and you see a whole lot of crazy inventions. Is there one that stuck out to you? Candy. Oh, and we didn't say a part. Remember when Charlie's walking home um, with the golden ticket and he meets the guy who is whispering to the kids? Oh, you're right. And you're then, right. What's his name? His grandpa Joe says and it was an enemy from um, the Wonka factory. Slugworth. Yes. Yes. And he. what did he offer Charlie? A lot of dollars. $10,000 for what piece of candy? Um. Do you remember the name? It's kind of goofy. No. Everlasting Gobstopper. And that's what we're getting over to. Yeah. And so they they find, he shows them, it's a Everlasting Gobstopper is made for kids with not a lot of pocket money. And why is that? Because you can just suck, 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 suck. You can have it for dinner, lunch, and breakfast. Yeah, and it never loses its flavor, and it never shrinks. So that's not even a tiny little bit. Yeah, so that's. And, and then he said, "Never sow this to another human person." Yep. And then, and Veruca Salt does the back swear, yeah, the... and it says, "I, I'm, 
he's he's lying. He's not promising. Yeah, she was crossing her fingers behind her back, which is an an old like I don't know what you want to call it, like an old, old symbol. Thing. Yeah, an old symbol that means like. I'm not going to do the promise. Yeah, it's almost like it's okay to lie if I cross my fingers behind my back, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yes, and kind of dumb. <laughs> but in the invention room, I, I think I really liked it when he threw shoes into the pot and said, that's going to give it some kick. That was funny. That was pretty funny. And what's the great big machine that he shows? A gum machine. That, yeah. That he says people are going to have this for her breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Her, it has steak. He says one of the foods, steak. And who loves gum? Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard. So you say what happens next. She said, oh, gum, hum, it's gum. And then he says what I was saying about it's going to be breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then Violet Beauregard takes it, then starts chewing. And then he she says, oh boy, I can taste tomato soup. It's creamy. I can feel it going down my throat. She says, oh boy, second course. It's steak. I can feel a warm, creamy mashed potato. And then, and here comes the worst one. Oh boy, it's third course. What's for dessert? Oh boy, it's blueberry pie. And then her face turns blue, purple, and her dad said, Oh boy, Violet, you're turning Violet. <laughs> you're Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. And not only does her face change, what else changes? She starts getting puffier and puffier, and she turns into a blueberry. Yep, turns into a blueberry. Mr. Wonka has to think very hard on this, and what does he ask the Oompa Loompas to do? Bring her dad to the juicing room because yeah. she has a lot of juice in her. To juice Violet, and the Oompa Loompas sing a song about it. Nobody says do whatever Violet Beauregard do. No they bring dead. Violet over, His her dad goes with. And then and her dad says, I have a blueberry for a daughter. <laughs> I'll get in with you for this walk. It's the last thing I ever do. I got a blueberry for a daughter. And they, they head to the next area of the tour, which is where? To the Easter room, the goose room. Yeah, the golden goose room. Now, the golden goose room is different from the book. The book has a squirrel room. Yeah, as a squirrel room, and what do the squirrels do? Crack nuts. They crack walnuts because... Only squirrels can crack walnuts. Well, only squirrels can crack walnuts and keep the walnut whole. Yeah. Yeah, but in the book, they changed it to golden geese, who lay... It's a movie, not book. (laughs) Oh, fair, fair. In the movie, they changed it to golden geese, which lay what? Golden eggs that have chocolate inside. Yeah. And then Mr. Wonka says, these goose who slay Easter eggs. And, and Veruca Salt says, it's not even close to Easter. And, and he says, don't tell them that. I think they only lay eggs on Easter. So Willy Wonka doesn't let them outside. So oh, they don't know that it's not Easter. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to keep production up. He wants them to keep laying eggs. So but... that he can have enough for the, a whole entire day. Well, the whole year. He wants some eggs all year long. Veruca, when she sees these geese, she of course says what? 
want a golden geese. Mm-hmm. And she goes into a song that's all about... I want it now. <laughs> yeah, I want it now. And she's stomping around. She's kicking boxes. She's making a huge mess. And then eventually... And, and Mr. Wonka, before that, Mr. Wonka says, there's a bad and a good egg detector. The bad eggs goes into the, where Veruca's going. Veruca stands on top of the thing and then she goes down into the garbage soup where all the other bad eggs go. She was a bad egg. <laughs> She was a bad egg. Yeah, that's exactly what Willy Wonka says. And then when her dad finds out that it's going to the incinerator, he jumps in after her head first. <laughs> he jumps into the pit. And uh, this is where you learn who's to blame for her, why all of these guys are... Um... Well, the Oompa Loompa starts singing, and the song is about a bad kid is usually taught by their parents. Because if the kid gets, one time gets what they want, then they expect to get what they want every day. Yeah, I mean, not all the time, but like she got what she wanted all the time. And when she didn't get what she wanted, she cried. And then what happened? She got what she wanted. Yeah, so if that keeps happening and happening and happening, that's what they call spoiled kids. And sometimes another name for spoiled is bad egg. Because spoiled is also kind of describing a bad egg, right? It's like an egg that's spoiled. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Baruch is gone. We only got two kids left. Charlie Bucket and Mike TV. Mm -hmm. Then the next room is the TV room. Mm -hmm. And what happens there? And then and Mr. Willy Wonka uh, gets a huge bar of chocolate. He puts it on a table oh, and a camera. And then he, they put on special, they, before they put on special gear. And then they put on their goggles. And then big flash. It was pieces of the chocolate floating up around in the air. And it goes through the from the air in a million particles, right? Yes. Which is like saying a million pieces. And into the TV. And then and Charlie Bucket grabbed, touched the TV onto the chocolate. And then he got real chocolate bar. And then Mike TV asked a question. Like, yeah, do you remember what he asked? Can you send other things to things? And he says, well, sir, can you send paper? Um, yeah, probably... I could, maybe, probably. My TV goes onto the table where the chocolate was sitting. Then he puts on his goggles, and then a big flask. Then he gets in the t- Then he's in a, a million particles, and then he gets into the TV. Then hits his TV. He grabs him. Well, she grabs him because what happened to Mike? Yeah, he got tiny because they use a big chocolate bar because when it goes through into a million pieces, it winds up on the TV screen smaller. Same thing happened to Mike. So she picked him up and she put him in her purse. And what were they going to, what did Mr. Wonka ask the Oompa Loompas do? To stretch him. Yeah. Yeah, using the taffy puller. (laughs) Which, can you imagine using a taffy puller to pull a kid? So he says, boys are very limber at this age. Mrs. TV faints, and they drag her away, and they <laughs> sing a song about, I think, 
I think it's about being lazy and not wanting to do anything but watch TV. And they suggest to read a book. And I think that's funny. Do you know why that's funny? Why? Because Willy Wonka is based on a book. And they're singing about it in the movie. And <laughs> also, that makes sense because reading's good for your brain. Mm-hmm. So I just realized we forgot a scene that we should talk about before we get toward the end here. What? Before they go to the Golden Goose room, Charlie and Grandpa Joe get shown the bubble soda. And then they drink it. Then they go up, 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 up. Yep, the bubble soda makes you float. And they were having a good time. They drank it even though Mr. Wonka told them not to. And they floated up, but then they realized they were coming toward a ceiling fan. Oh, like a blade. Yeah, a big old bladed fan and they needed to get down how did they figure that out by burping (laughs) yeah they just start burping Ah. and they slowly came down they didn't get caught or at least they didn't think they did because after mike and his mama get taken away then it's the end of the tour then mr willy wonka goes into a room then grandpa joe asks when does charlie bucket gets the life of chocolate then he says yeah he doesn't get it because he drank the soda. Yeah, and it was kind of weird because Mr. Wonka's just like, oh, yeah, that's the end of the tour. Goodbye. And he goes into his office. And then Grandpa Joe thought, no, no, we, he needs to get his lifetime supply. So they go into his office. And what's funny about his office? It's all half. Yeah, everything's in half. His desk is half. The doors. He has a bust where he puts his hat on. It just And it's kind of silly. But and yeah. There's a painting. It's half. <laughs> half painting. Yeah, and you're right. He asks, when does he get it? And Willy Wonka says he gets nothing, right? Yeah. And it was kind of scary. I, I left the room while this part was happening to go do something. I came back in and you were covering your head with a blanket because you didn't like Mr. Wonka yelling, did you? Mm-hmm. That was probably the scariest part for you. He yeah, says, because all the all your parts, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and you like weird. <laughs> yeah. So. Weird. That's okay. So he tells him he gets nothing. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Grandpa Joe says to Charlie, well, Mr. Slugworth wants a gobstopper. He's going to get one because he's mad at Willy Wonka right now. But I want you to describe what Charlie does. He walks back and gives the gobstopper back to Mr. Willy Wonka. Then Willy Wonka says, Who won Charlie? Yep. And what did he win? And then he realized that Slugworth wasn't Slugworth. Yeah, he was an actor that Wonka hired as like a test to see what the kids would do because he wanted someone who's going to keep his secrets. And he takes them to a glass elevator. And do you remember what it's called? Um, no. I, th- I think he called it a Wonkavator because... Wonkavator because it can go sideways and any other way. Right ways, left ways. Anyways. And he's said he's touched all the buttons except for one. Charlie touches that button. And that starts making a bunch of weird noises. And you see they're gaining speed. Grandpa Joe's a little freaked out. Wonka says, I've never touched this button, so I don't know what's going to happen. I hope we gain enough speed to go out. Where are they going out? Of the whole building. Through the roof. And luckily, they gained enough speed and they burst right on out of it. 
And then and Mr. Willy Wonka asked Charlie, Do you like this place? And Charlie said yes. And then and he said, Good. Well you're hurting the whole factory. I think Charlie describes it as the most wonderful place in the whole world, and that makes Wonka happy, right? Yeah, because it's so wonderful. I would say you like that, but to the geese, I really he would want to pet them. <laughs> he gives it to Charlie because he says an adult can't run it because they're going to run it the way they want to, not the way I want to. So it has to be a child because a child will run it exactly like I want it to. Because child kind of copy what their parents do. Well, it's that, and I think children have a lot of imagination that you kind of lose when you grow up sometimes. Mr. Wonka didn't. He always had an imagination, which is why he makes really good chocolate and candy, right? Oh, that's great. I love imagination. It's so fun. How did you like the chocolate factory, Charlie? I think it's the most wonderful place in the whole world. I'm very pleased to hear you say that, because I'm giving it to you. That's all right, isn't it? You're giving Charlie the... I can't go on forever, and I don't really want to try so who can I trust to run the factory when I leave and take care of the Oompa Loompas for me? Not a grown-up. A grown-up would want to do everything his own way, not mine. That's why I decided a long time ago that I had to find a child. A very honest, loving child. Rachmaninoff. To whom I can tell all my most precious candy-making secrets. He tells Charlie that all his grandparents and his mom, they can all move into the chocolate factory right away, and that's where they'll stay. And then in the book, look, they go to his house, everyone gets in, and the bed. And then... Yeah, the book di- was a little bit different, because the book, they go back to his grandparents' place and take them with them. I think and they... then they go back, they them charlie gets the whole factory so the end of the movie they are all hugging and it's a happy moment and the music starts and that's the end right okay now i want a hug, hug break <laughs> that. so that's the end of the movie final thoughts anything else you want to say about this movie fiona a little bit weird but funny it's a pretty creative story and it's one that i think people have been showing their kids for years and years and years because it's sometimes older movies have some iffy parts in it and i think this one had one or two but they're more subtle otherwise it's aged really well mm-hmm. still entertaining you still had fun watching it i loved it pretty good movie we highly recommend it and if anyone else wants to watch it uh i believe it's on netflix and hbo max i think that's what we watched it on HBO Max. so we'll end it there thank you everyone for listening we will talk to you again when we talk to you again bye bye Wonka, butterscotch, butter gin. Got something going on inside of it. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. <laughs>